So what are the rules and policies, procedures and methods you use to, to manage your personal finances? And should those policies, procedures, rules and methods follow you into the church? Well, that's going to be a little bit of our topic today here at Life Talks. My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Our special guest today is Mike Seferin. Mike is here for a second episode. If you caught our last one, you'll know that we talked a little bit about finances and stewardship from a biblical worldview and perspective. And Mike joins us again today as we get into more of the details on finances for the church. Mike is one of the shepherding elders of our church. Mike is one of the few people that's been at Life Fellowship longer than me. He's been here since the second year that it started, and uh, and I'm so thankful uh, for his role in our church because a lot of what he does takes his professional acumen of being an executive that often has handled finances, whether at Lowe's or at Family Dollar or Founder Sports Group, and helps us manage uh, the, the, the resources that God gives us. We're not a huge church, but we do have millions of dollars a year that come through our coffers, and we want to make sure that we handle it according to the, to the scripture. So Mike, thanks for joining us again. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. All right. So let's get down to the nitty gritty right away. Processes, controls, budgets, financial procedures, it all sounds so business-like and bureaucratic. Why in the world should a church do that? Because aren't we just about the kingdom of God following his leadership? <laughs> so are you in the deep end right away? <laughs> yeah, we are about the kingdom of God, and we're about uh, you know doing his work, and the way we can accomplish that best is by you know stewarding the money that he is providing to mm. us. And stewarding it well, and uh, you know, and giving, uh, you know, frankly, people confidence that that is happening. Yeah. You know that um, I think it's very reasonable in this day and age. Mm. Um, you know that uh, that people have confidence that we have you know things set up well. We have good controls. Um, you know, we have a, an audit process. That's one of the the things that I do. So just you know, quickly, my I don't, do I have a title, Dan? Yes. Shouldn't, shouldn't I get a title? Or you are Dan and Ben's personal counsel. No, <laughs> <laughs> financial manager, dishwasher. <laughs> when when we're over our heads, who do we call? Mike. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like lay lay oversight yeah. something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. But, he, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely on our financial team. Yeah, here. and that's it, been it's been yeah. a, a you know just a, a real honor and a blessing to be able to play this role since mm. about two thousand eight. Um, where basically we have, you know, Dan is responsible for the church finances in terms of the organizational structure of the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then I come alongside him in terms of, you know, lay oversight. So I'm bringing my, you know, gifts and abilities and, um, you know, insights to try to help us, you know, analyze our medical costs, figure out how do we, uh, you know, how we deal with certain bills of the church and what investments right. we should take, how should we manage maintenance of the building, you know, whatever things and choices that we have to make, you know, as a church that affect our financials. Um, but the core of it being, we have a budget, yep. we set that budget on an annual basis, yep. we manage to that bu budget on a monthly basis. Uh, we ensure that, you know, the money that is being given to the church, whether that be tithe or, uh, or above and beyond or given to specific uh, ministries, um, you know, or missions, is that that money is actually, you know, brought in, is accounted for correctly. Mm -hmm. We do our, mm -hmm. our, uh, our accounting in QuickBooks, 
lot of businesses use, you know, that, that uh, software mm. and platform. It really gives us, uh, you know, really good visibility to every dollar that's coming in and where it's going. So we have the, um, you know, kind of the accountability of having a balance sheet and yep. an income statement. And obviously, you know, in our church setting, we don't call it an income statement. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, we, uh, I don't know what, what we call it, but. I call it the income statement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in. It's hiding statement, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, but just again, making sure that we've got those solid controls. So yeah. on a monthly basis, we, we produce those, uh, our bookkeeper, uh, Susan, who's fantastic, uh, have to give her a shout out yeah. always in terms of the work that she does in terms of just tracking all the, all the day to day, but she produces those, uh, those reports on a, on a monthly basis. I get a, uh, I actually get a report out of QuickBooks on a weekly basis that shows, uh, you know, transactions above a certain level. So I'll do a, you know, just kind of a spot out audit periodically. And then monthly, I take a look at the financials. I go into QuickBooks and actually look at different transactions and do a kind of a sampling audit just to make sure mm -hmm. that, um, uh, you know, everything is, uh, is accounted for correctly. And if there's, uh, you know, Dan talked in our last episode that, you know, he is accountable to me in terms of questions and things like that. And I don't hesitate. As, he does not. As Dan knows, he will <laughs> get the get the emails at uh, midnight. Uh, Dan, what, what, what was this expense, you know? And I answered and, them at midnight 30. Yeah. <laughs> and in his defense, you know, it, it's not not typically a, like some sort of inappropriate expense right. or whatever. Yeah. It's more of us trying to understand where where should it have been accounted for mm. correctly. Yeah, but I, th I think what you're talking about here is so important because there, there needs to be a sense as it relates to these kind of issues that you're being watched. You mm. are, you are being held accountable. There yeah. is a standard. The standard really isn't Mike. The standard is these are agreed upon policies that we have set in place on how we're going to manage the money. And you're watching to make sure that those policies are kept. And then if there's ever something that's just in a gray area or something that's out of the ordinary or something where there's a clear policy that hasn't been followed, you find that and you mention it. And mm -hmm. I have no right to be upset. That's <clears throat> what you're supposed to do. When we mm -hmm. walk in with that, and, and and you're not trying to control, you're just trying to make sure that we do things the way we have agreed upon. Yeah, and, well said. And I think, and, and that's one of the wonderful things about working with Mike is that Mike has this ability to ask hard questions in a way that doesn't tick you off. <laughs> and and I think that's important because money is an area where we get sensitive. It's, it's you know, it, because it represents power. Uh, but it also, you know, it, the old joke is, that, you know, follow the golden rule. Who has the uh, gold makes the rules. Um, no, not in the church. This isn't my money. That's right. um, there are there there are no stockholders. Uh, there is no, uh, you know, this is God's money, mm. and we will give account to Him for how it is spent. So, mm -hmm. Mike, what that expertise you bring is is super important. If you were a church member, what are areas that you feel like are particularly important? Because I know you bring that to it. What what should we be prepared to give account to? Uh, to people who give, but also to God. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe one thing you were just, just describing is that, you know, our budget or, uh, you know, the, the money that folks give to the church is not, the decision is not unilateral for how that's being spent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or, or invested, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we put together a budget with, uh, you know, the three of us, as yeah. well as, uh, Craig, who's our, you know, cha chairman of the elder board. 
But then, and we just did this, what, two weeks ago or something, you know, yeah. we then submitted yeah. to the elder board for, uh, for review and approval. Mm. So, you know, the, you have a lot of, a lot of people, you know, providing input to that process yeah. in terms of, you know, how things are going to be invested. And really that's, I mean, that's the importance of having a budget, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it keeps us, you know, step one is to say, you know, are we in line with how much money is available, right? right. That's the number one. But it's far more important to say, well, how are we going to invest that? Yeah, yeah. You know, my wife and I talk often. It's like any individual expense we do, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if, if you like to do this, then go do that. It's yeah. just that you can't do something else, right? Right. So right. it's the opportunity cost that's the important thing mm. in terms of uh, putting together a budget. And that budget should flow out of our priorities as, right. a, as a church. What are we trying to accomplish? You know, we've mm. talked about gospel saturation mm. and mm -hmm. making sure that we're investing in that and that the budget reflects that. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I've always, um, I've enjoyed the last few years, just the, the process of the four of us um, talking and coming up with that budget, because what you see is all of us and our different gifts and abilities at work uh, in this, in this thing, you know, I'm more of the dreamer, big picture. Person. Yeah, I wanted to ask that question. Okay, Mike and I have confessed to being hoarders. What are you? I'm a spender. Are you really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely make a, a note of that, Mike. Yeah. I mean, we need to keep an eye on him. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm going to use start. I, I'm a reform spender. Okay, I'm oh, a reform yeah, spender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I found Dave Ramsey about ten years after we started. You know, after ten years of, of really bad financial decisions, and so we've obviously yeah made uh we now have a budget framework but yeah i mean that by nature i was always the kid you know you gave me five dollars in my birthday card and i was like when are we going to the store like that was just and i went directly to the bank and deposited it <laughs> <laughs> after i tied so my older brother yeah. and I, I my older brother and I are completely different but what i've going back to our budget process it has been a beautiful thing to see how we look at both dreams vision priorities and, you know, you know, ministry investments, but also, you know, wisdom and concern about potential, you know, uh, you know, issues that we need to be aware of, you know, so, so I th and especially going through the last few years of COVID, that was a, there, there was a lot of uncertainty that we had to yeah. be very careful. We, you know, I believe when COVID hit, we took a much more cautious approach than, than we did in previous years. And now, you know, where I think we're thinking a little bit more proactively about investing more, but it was like, you know, that's where you have to be talking communication, but we were, we always maintain that, that prayerfully seeking the Lord and, and to see the consensus between the four of us that were working on these things, I, I think it was a beautiful thing. And just mm -hmm. to know that it's not one person calling the shots, it's not one person shackling in any other person. It's really, it was a team-based effort and to see the gifts and the abilities that God's given to our leadership um, expressed in coming up with what we believe a budget that re represents the philosophy of our ministry and the heart and the desire to see God work. It's, it wasn't, it's not just a, it wasn't just a business exercise. That's mm -hmm. what I want to say. It would truly was a spiritual exercise of God. We want, we're doing this because we want to see you do something this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to remember. Mike, we're going to play a game. This is called Dan's Speed Round. <laughs> ben knows I do this whenever we're interviewing people you know, yeah. they're coming on, on team. Yeah. But I, I take – and what I do is I'll ask a question. You, you have to answer it in one sentence. 
One sentence. One sentence. Okay. Well, okay. That's, that's generous. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be one word or something. Well, sometimes it is, but this one is one sentence. Um, and what I want to do is kind of let the people who attend Life Fellowship understand things that we do here, mm-hmm. how, how it works. And also, if you don't attend Life Fellowship, this may serve as a, a time where you can kind of like, well, yeah, those are important questions. And these are the kind of questions that maybe should be true in our setting mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. so here we go. Who approves the expenses of, of uh, on an annual basis of, of, of the budget? How's the budget approved? How's that? Yeah, so the elders approve the budget. So we um, prepare that budget as a, you know, kind of a financial team. And then we submit it to the elders uh, in all of its detail for them to review and approve. That so. was a long sentence, but it was one. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> we, we, we. <laughs> and when does our fiscal year run? So fiscal year is uh, August through the end of July. So okay. yeah, we're uh, getting ready to wrap up this this uh, month. Oh, that was two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's really. <laughs> Don't, I'm a tyrant. This is rough. <laughs> yeah. um, how do we sign off on checks? Um. You, do you want to answer that, Dan? I can. <laughs> yeah. So you're not allowed to sign a check that is made payable to you. Uh, there are three check signers, two of them on staff, one on staff. And uh, any check over a certain amount has to have two signatures. Plus, you, the person who writes the check cannot sign the check. Did I get it all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I would add to add to it too. I mean, it's not specific to checks, but also you know any specific expenditure that's kind of material, let's say, or outside of budget. You know, we have um, you know kind of elder approval for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, what is our philosophy in terms of of our debt, and what are we doing about it? Yeah, that so, may take more one sentence. <laughs> I was going to say, you just said, what's the philosophy? Yeah. And you want a one sentence. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> our sentence. approach. How's, that? How's our approach? Uh, you know, we have always aspired to be a low or no debt church, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we, we, want, uh, we want to maximize the use of God's funds mm. towards the kingdom. Um, so we did you know, as with any, you know, business that has to build a factory or something like that, right? We needed a location. We were literally, there were, I think, no temporary facilities left in the Lake Norman area that could handle our congregation. Mm -hmm. You know, when when we built this building, that was the other thing that was kind of interesting, right? As we said, well, we we don't really have a choice. There was, you know, a lot lot of us wanted to say, well, kind of like this, uh, you know, what do you call church it? Church in a box. Church in a box or whatever, you know, organic church, organic, pop-up yeah, church yeah, or whatever we yeah. were, you know. But the place we had was ready for us to go because we had gotten so big. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and facilities bring other opportunities yeah. uh, as well. Uh, you know, as a life group through COVID, for example, we actually met in the church instead of folks' mm-hmm. houses, gave us a little bit more, you know, kind of space and mm-hmm. breathing room, which was nice uh, nice to have. Um, but uh, in terms of our debt, so that's, we have... It continued to aggressively pay that down. So we started off with, um, you know, twenty-year loans. I think uh, we had two different loans that funded the the building project, and uh, we have continued to kind of pay them down above and beyond the mm-hmm. actual, you know, required payment. You know, good good mm-hmm. principle, by the way, for you know managing yeah. your mortgage payment. Right. You know, let me let me pay extra. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll save a lot of interest over time. And we've you know successfully moved in. You know, now we've saved interest. We've moved in the payoff period. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a number of years. So yeah. we're we're on track to pay off in you know kind of the end of this decade, really. 
Yeah. That's great. My Wish goal my goal is before I retire, we'll be debt free. Then I'll feel free because I was part of the decision to put us in debt. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the elders made a decision. I think you were on the sitting board of elders at that time. Maybe not quite, but uh, the decision was made by the elders that we were going to try to stay under 50% of the cost of the building in terms mm-hmm. of the loan that we took out. Right. We were real close. I think we ended up at about 5.5 million, if I remember, mm-hmm. somewhere in that maybe 5.2. Um, and the building was approximately 10 million, I, I think, um, all, all together. But um, my, Mike has been very aggressive about this at times <clears throat> where I push back. You know, he, he is, but, you know, I think the church needs to know that I think I uh, looked yesterday, it was like 3.2, 3.25, something like that is our balance, which means that since we took the loan, we've, we've paid off well north of 1.5 million in, in the bottom line of the debt, the principal amount of the debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and those first dollars are important dollars because you save interest on those dollars every year right. for the duration of the loan. Yep. You've restructured the loan since we took them. And we are at a, we have very stable loans. They're not they're not uh, attached to a you know floating mark, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, th- that's been important. And I, and I want our church to understand that um, because three point two million or whatever it is is a lot of debt. At the same time, um, it is manageable for a church our size with a budget our size mm-hmm. because of the good guidance that men like Mike Seffern have given us over the years. We didn't build as many square feet as we wanted to. But the reason we didn't is because of the financial policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I appreciate the kind words, but it's certainly been, you know, the Lord's hand in our process, the mm. people that have been involved and, uh, you know, how we've managed things that, you know, we've seen this body, you know, continue to grow and prosper. And, you know, we've we've built a building and mm. we've taken care of it and, you know, um, managed through COVID and, as Ben said, all the uncertainty of that. You know, without a significant impact right. to um, you know the the budget side of yeah. the ledger, and if you feel compelled to write a check for three point two million dollars, you can feel <laughs> make it know, payable to my yeah. fellowship. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, it's, it sounds like you alone could control Dan's retirement <laughs> through that. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because he said he would retire when <laughs> it was paid off. We'll so. call it the Get Rid of Dan campaign. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I expect us to raise millions in the in the next hour. <laughs> I am sensing a GoFundMe. <laughs> An old, good old-fashioned telethon. We'll just have the, the clicker up there. <laughs> just teasing. Uh, but, but one more comment about the debt thing, Dan, is as you mentioned, you know, there's, there's certainly, um, you know, this balance of stepping out in faith and mm, conservatism mm. involved. And I, and I really have to, you know, give it to the, the elders and the, and the prayer and the way we've approached mm-hmm. that because it has been a hard conversation of, mm-hmm. gee, we'd like to, you know, cut another check to the bank and to try yeah. to pay this down when we'll see the fruits of that, you know, yeah. five years from now, seven right. years from now, rather than, well, that same check could go to this ministry today. Yeah. Right. So, and, That's and, a tough decision. Yeah. And let's, let's burrow down on that because I think whether you're talking about your personal finances or our church finances, what is our monthly payment? Our, well, I don't know, our monthly, our, uh, our annual payment is $475,000. Okay, so $475,000. $475,000 is what we spend on the building and interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's almost 50-50 right now. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, 45, 55, whatever. But, okay, can you imagine if that money was free mm-hmm. and not going to pay off the bank loans? 
$475,000. That's why it is a priority. Yeah. Because that completely revolutionizes and changes. Uh, and that does not include, you, you know, that's all on principle and interest. That doesn't include insurance and, and utilities. That's extra on top of that. Correct. So can you imagine what we could do? Which is one of the reasons why we encourage people to tithe because, and that goes back to Dan's speed round, um, what is your philosophy? Uh, and it's not your philosophy. It's, it's your recommendations, but the elders have adopted them. Regarding how much money should we have in reserve in case a COVID hits or something like that? Well, mm-hmm. How do we approach that? Because I don't think a lot of people in the church even understand we have a philosophy on that. Yeah, we do. There's um, and, and this may be another thing. More, more than one sentence, Dan. Uh, permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> so we have things called reserves in our budget. We have things called restricted. Mm-hmm. So when when you give a specific, uh, not tithe, but you know, offering to a ministry like above and beyond, like above and beyond, yeah. or to which is missions, or to a monthly mission emphasis, mm-hmm. something like that. That is called restricted. So mm-hmm. by definition, when that money comes in, we we literally put it in a you know separate kitty that says that those monies and those dollars will yeah. definitely go to that place. So you know that would be an example of something that we want people to have confidence in is that when they when they direct giving. We are managing that process to make that happen. But we also reserve. So we have funds reserved to take care of this building. You know, Mm -hmm. Dan's warned us a number of times about, you know, these HVAC units are super expensive. And, uh, you know, your church in Florida, I think, was uh, an older church. Church in Charlotte. And I had 2.2 million to replace their HVAC. Yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) um, you know, so once this building's new, so you kind of get, uh, you know, spoiled by that. But at some point, so we're squirreling away money. You know, we're hoarding, not hoarding. Mm -hmm. We're, We're... we're smartly squirreling away yeah. some money for the future on that. Um, but then, you know, then what we think about is, okay, well, what? how much cash is left over after that? And then, you know, should something like COVID hit? Should we have some sort of disruption? You know, a lot of talk about a major recession, you know, mm-hmm. on the horizon. So how, how many months could we operate? And it is yeah. similar to your personal finances, right? If you lost your job. Do you have a reserve fund yeah. that would allow you to, um, you know, continue to live for a few months while you, you know, seek a, another job? So we we typically say, you know, can we can we operate for say three to six months uh, on our reserves? Yeah, which yep. is where about where yeah. We're, so yeah. Uh, th- yeah, we could drop to fifty percent of. Uh, the amount of money that we anticipate and last mm-hmm. for six months without mm-hmm. being in crisis. Yeah. Or if it was, if all of a sudden there was zero money coming in, we could still last for three months, mm-hmm. pay all the bills, pay all the staff and, and still make it work. And that, that right. assumes that we didn't make any immediate cuts, which we would yeah. if, if we had a catastrophe, mm-hmm. you know, a nuclear war yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So let, let, let's go to a sticky area on Dan speed round. And that is always on compensation. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, generally speaking, this is one of those things that always makes me nervous. I've, I've never asked for a raise and I've never negotiated for my pay before I go to a place. But I have bills, you know, and I do want to re- – I don't want to be 92 years old and people saying, when is he going to quit? Well, I can't quit because I can't retire. Um, so in some churches, the pastor makes all those decisions, not in our church. Mm-hmm. So how do you approach the issue of compensation for our staff team who, you know, works here as vocationally? Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate you bringing up the topic, Dan, because I do think it's an important mm-hmm. one on stewardship mm-hmm. that people understand. Because there, there are some, you know, stories out there in terms yeah. of, you know, some churches where, you know, that, uh, call it celebrity pastor or something like mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, is making a huge amount of money. Mm. Um, and what we've viewed it as is, uh, much like you said, Dan, is that, um, 
you know, we want to make sure that our staff is well taken care of, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the commitment that all of you guys are making, uh, you know, to the, you know, spiritual stewardship of this body is uh, is significant. So we want to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, you're well taken care of. Um, and at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that it kind of makes sense in the overall uh, framework. So we benchmark, so we will look at, you know, periodic studies of other churches mm-hmm. and what, and, and, you know, much like the business world, you know, it's, uh, they have ranges of uh, compensation for pastors and for staff and, you know, different precision mm-hmm. position types, so we'll benchmark that. Uh, you know, we look at our overall staff um cost as a percentage of our budget. Mm-hmm. You know, we typically are in that, um, you know, 45 to 55%, you know, in terms of our staff uh, in, of overall budget, which is, you know, benchmarked against mm-hmm. other churches and kind of in line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and then we have a, an actual annual process, much like businesses where, mm-hmm. you know, we do, you know, raises and things like that and uh, ensure that, um, you know, compensation is, is well, well taken care of. And that, that visibility is through the elder board and, and also approved through the elder board. Absolutely. Thank you. I did not realize, man, time has flown by in this episode and we are out of time. Mike, thank you so much for being here. I hope that as you've listened to this, if you're a part of Life Fellowship, that you, you feel good about the accountability that's in place. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's ever a question that you have uh, about, you know, how do we handle this process or where are we at, uh, what does a budget look like and those kind of things, uh, you can always call us at the church office, send us an email. Uh, it'll be directed to the appropriate person. And, and Mike may be part of that conversation as well if you have a question. Uh, from time to time, we'll do a briefing at the church. Uh, but we want to be open-handed, open-hearted, and uh, uh, with, with the finances and, and for you to feel confident that when you give as into the Lord, we, we understand that. I always say this to our staff, we want to spend God's money like it's our money, only better. Mm. If you wouldn't spend your money on it, then don't try to spend God's money on it. Mm-hmm. And these things keep us accountable. Mm-hmm. And people like Mike Seffron are an important part of the church body, of the church health and of the church family. And, uh, and I hope it gives you confidence so that our focus can be on those th- things that are indeed eternal, which is the souls of men and women, boys and girls, and the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Mike, for joining us. As always, we appreciate you joining us here at Life Talks. Please share us on your social media feed and listen to us twice a week on wherever you find podcasts. Until next time, thanks for joining us at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.